This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 135, with Jim Shales. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to be looking at a real estate market, which Forbes magazine has written about as one of the hottest real estate markets to watch in 2017, Jacksonville. We're also going to be looking at the principles of success, the importance of building a high-performance team to execute your vision and your plan. The importance of setting and communicating clear expectations with your team and team members. And we will also be looking at a very, very powerful concept, family boardroom meetings. My guest today is Jim Shales. Together with his best friend, Brian Scrone, Jim co-founded and operates Jack's Investments, a multi-million dollar business venture. Currently, Jim and Brian have completed many real estate deals and now teach their techniques at events all over the world. Jim credits their incredible success to two key things, starting out slow and most importantly, finding the right been there, done that mentor. The mentors that have really made the difference for Jim and Brian were investors from Australia who loved to surf and invited them to join their board meetings. These meetings, held during surfing trips, brought in an element of fun to the stereotypical boring meetings and inspired Jim and Brian to found the board meeting strategy for entrepreneurs and their families. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. Globally, coffee is a $90 billion industry and international coffee farms offers a sustainable income opportunity through offshore sustainable agriculture. You can own a parcel of your very own cash-flowing specialty coffee farm in Panama. Sustainable income through sustainable agriculture. For more information on this income opportunity, you can download your free report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system, and my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure, MC. I've been a full-time real estate investor for about 18 years now and uh, built the business with my childhood friend that we've known each other since the age of three. And it started with one property and snowballed 
forward uh, to over a thousand properties um, over the years. And we got real specialized in certain niches. We were first on the West coast of California uh, investing there in a town called Bakersfield, California before the boom, and then moved our operations to Jacksonville, Florida, where we still are today. Jacksonville is an extremely interesting market and many things going on there. Can you share with my listeners why Jacksonville is a pretty exciting place to be right now as far as uh, the real estate market and investment? Sure. Well, first off, when we were leaving California starting around 0405 when it got very, very heated, we wanted to go someplace warm and by the water uh, because from what we had studied, baby boomer trends, that's where baby boomers wanted to move and they controlled a lot of the money. And we wanted to go to someplace affordable where our simple buying a house, renting it out model worked. Uh, well, that's easier said than done, especially at that time uh, in, in the U.S. because the markets all over were so hot. We looked up and down the West Coast, the East Coast. Uh, long story short, MC, the, the Jacksonville market was the most affordable, large coastal city in the U.S. by far. It had the lowest values and costs for a home with the, compared to the highest percentage for rent paid for that. And the, the growth patterns that we looked for, not only the economic growth, but the population growth, healthy supply and demand, affordability and desirability, um, like where baby boomers wanted to move, were all here, all five factors we look for. Uh, so Jacksonville Although it got, like every place else in Florida, got hiccuped in the, in the downturn, now that we're, you know, we're nine years past the downturn, it's finally getting its placement. It's finally getting that intrinsic value is going up. We're still one of the most affordable markets, but there's been growth here. There's lots of businesses moving here. There's lots of retirees moving here. So the wind is really at our back, which is an exciting time. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, Jack's Investments and what you guys do. Can you explain a little bit what the value proposition is in the market and how you're serving uh, the marketplace? Sure. Uh, We are the guys on the ground here. We not only have our own portfolio, but we help people build their own rental portfolios here in Jacksonville. It's very tough to invest from afar. Very tough. Uh, We learned that when we were still in Bakersfield and trying to uh, buy property in Jacksonville. Uh, at first, we were we hired and fired four property managers. If that gives you any uh, inclination, we bought some bad deals. We had the wrong contractors, uh, and we thought, well, what? How could this happen? Uh, we are, you know, we're experienced. We have all this experience now, but we had experience in Bakersfield, California, not Jacksonville, Florida. And real estate investing is a team sport. Whether you do one deal or a hundred deals, it is a team sport because you're going to need different players for each position. And what we started to do after building our own portfolio here the right way. We had other groups saying, we want to get into Jacksonville. We've read the fundamentals. We see the growth patterns. Can you help us get us in? So we kind of started a full service uh, real estate investment group uh, where we get people into just that, buying the same types of properties my business partner and I buy for ourselves. But we answer a lot of the questions. What's the right property to buy? How do we renovate it? How do we get the right management that's going to be ongoing and supportive? How do we make sure we get the right tenants? All those questions we answer with our team. So we get people into turnkey investments uh, so that they can enjoy the growth and the cash flow of Jacksonville as well without having to be here and us be the eyes and ears on the ground for them. 
So you guys started basically investing from out of town as well. And there might be listeners right now that's sitting in a market that uh, <laughs> they don't wish to invest in right now. Yeah. Um, what advice can you give to these listeners and to overcome some of the, uh, the, the, the objections uh, and some of the fear of investing in, in another market, in another state, or even if they're overseas in another country? Well, yeah, and we work with people in Europe, Israel, Australia, um, Japan. We've had, we, we work with a lot of international investors. And, and look, I always say, if you can invest in your own backyard, that's great. Do it. But what I've learned is having the ability to pick up and move someplace else gives you the ability to capitalize on growth markets. Like I grew up in North Jersey, just a half hour from Wall Street. You couldn't buy a cemetery plot for what we were buying houses for in Bakersfield, California. So having the ability to go to a small um, central California markets like I did gave me abilities to make deals really happen. Same thing with leaving Bakersfield when the market over there was so priced out coming to Jacksonville. It, what I would encourage is you don't have to go, leaving home is a little scary, but do your homework and go heavy into one market. I never encourage, and, and some people won't agree with this, I don't encourage you to go into five different markets. That's a lot of due diligence. That's a lot of spread out. That's a lot of, if you really want to go look at your properties, that's five airline tickets. What I would say is study different markets, pick one that seems to have good fundamentals, and go visit it. We love when our investors come to visit because we get to show them on the ground, not only our team, but what's happening here. And that can relieve a lot of stress, a lot of unknowns, a lot of what ifs. So, and if you do that homework, I think that you'll see that you can remove a lot of those issues. And if you hyper-focus on one outside market, whether that's Jacksonville or another one, that's fine. But just one, I think you're going to get better results than if you try to go into five, six different markets and be spread out. Focus on one, go deep into it, go visit it. And I think you can see that it's not as bad to leave home as you might think. For listeners listening to us that um, they haven't started their research and they're thinking about researching different markets, what are some of the fundamentals? And you've touched upon them a little bit when we spoke about Jacksonville. But if you're a complete newbie investor and you're looking to analyze a certain marketplace, what are some of the main key points that you would advise them on to take a look at? Uh, and what are some of the areas that they can delve into a little bit further? Okay, good. Great question. So, you know, first, cash flow. I mean, buy for cash flow. Don't buy for just growth. Buy for cash flow. And if you can get cash flow and equity growth, well, that's the magic combo as far as I'm concerned. I look for both. I want to go into a market that's poised for growth that has cash flow. can be very hard to find. Uh, but the way that you can find that is once you establish there is cash flow there, there's five factors, which I just said in the beginning of this interview, that I was taught through this book, The Property Cycles. Uh, it was actually designed in 1929 and then revised and revised, uh, but the fundamentals are still the same. There's five driving forces to a market, population growth, economic growth, healthy supply and demand, affordability, and desirability. Now, I could go deep into each one of those, but they're pretty self-explanatory. And to find a market that has at least four, but even better, all five of those is very rare. Really, really, really rare uh, because there's different things happening. But if you can find a market that has all five of those, 
that means it's really poised for growth. And if there's cash flow as well, man, that's a great opportunity. And that's what we saw here in Jacksonville. Like, let's take San Francisco, for example. Unbelievable market, right? Unbelievable market. But healthy supply and demand, uh, desirable. People love the lifestyle there. Um, And economic growth, absolutely. But the affordability is, is not there which means the cash flow gets blown out of the water. Um, there's other markets in, in the Midwest where, where they're affordable. Um, there's a healthy supply and demand, um, but, but the economic growth is, is not there. The population is shrinking. Um, those are against your, your factors. Uh, so you want to have the wind at your back in all five of those if you can. And that's what I would encourage people to look for. Read up on it. Interview the people that are in certain markets if you're looking at them. Do they own investment property there themselves? Why are they there? Ask about that. What's the population doing? How's the supply and demand there? Is it, is it healthy? Is, has it been overbuilt? What's going on? What's the population trends? And you can look those up pretty easily. Is it affordable? On the affordability index, can, can the average medium income in that area afford a home? Um, and is it desirable? What's drawing people there? Um, is, is there, is there retirees wanting to live in, in the market that you live in? Are people coming there to vacation or, or for tourism? Um, these are all important questions that can help dig a lot of the, the potential of a market out. And th- that's fantastic advice. And, and it's also, t- as, as you were saying too, you know, you have to, as an investor, try to determine who are you trying to serve and provide value for. And you've mentioned the baby boomer trend and possible retirees moving into that area. So from that perspective, you know who you're serving. So you're kind of looking at, well, does this make sense? Am I going to be able to provide value for them? Uh, quality uh, housing at an affordable price for my clients and also as an investor be able to profit and, and, and have something in line with my own financial goals. Uh, so it, it's good for both parties on both sides of the table. Absolutely. But there is a distinction um, that I want to make there, MC, because interesting for our houses, we focus on three-bedroom, two-bath, four-bedroom, two-bath, and some three-bedroom, one-baths in certain areas. Most of the time, the retirees that are coming to this area are not going to live in our houses. However, the people that the jobs that are created by them bringing their money and needs here live in our houses. So the healthcare providers, the nurses, the, the um, service industries that would be serving the, the retirees for, for their needs here they would be, they live in our houses, not the actual retirees themselves. That was an interesting distinction for us Um, because the average age in Jacksonville, people think Florida, oh my goodness, the average age is 85. (laughs) But the average age in Jacksonville, I think is about 44, 45. Uh, So we have a young market, but more retirees moving here and them moving here and their needs produce jobs and the jobs are the ones that our tenants take, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that absolutely does. And you guys are very, very clear on who you're providing value for, again, uh, in that in that example. So, no, that's uh, fantastic uh, insight. Jim, the other question that I had as well is, 
when you're investing in different markets, obviously the people that you work with become extremely important and to have a solid team on the ground is, uh, is extremely important. Can you talk a little bit about how to assess a team? And you've put some really, really good content out about being extremely clear about your vision so that the team is aligned with it and they know very, very well um, what you want and what your expectations are. Yes. Well, and especially for your newer investors, don't let anyone fool you. The real estate investing is a team sport. You are not the Lone Ranger. You're not the superhero that stands on the top of a mountain by himself being able to slay dragons. And, you know, there's a big R on your chest for real estate investor. That's just not how it works. In fact, the people that I usually see try to take that approach implode. Uh, you need a team. You absolutely need a team of people around you. Again, whether you do one deal or a hundred. Uh, and what I've found is, you know, we have our, our go-to title people that, that do our closings. We have our go-to bookkeeper accountant. We have our go-to uh, property managers, our go-to contractors, our go-to real estate agents that bring us deals. And what we found is the best way to have a good relationship, first of all, to figure out if they're any good, we ask for referrals from other investors. That's the way that we built almost all of our uh, team. And then secondly, you have to have clear expectations. If you can set clear expectations with your team, it takes away a lot of drama. It takes away a lot of misunderstanding. It gives clear benchmarks for people to feel good about what they're doing for the team. It's one of the most powerful ways. Uh, do you want me to give one example, MC, for, for like a team member? That'd be fantastic. Okay, so let's start with, with the 800-pound gorilla in the room that everyone's terrified of, and that's doing rehabs. Uh, rehabs and renovations can be a, a very scary thing. You think, of course, when you buy your first house, the, the wall on the right side is going to fall in and you know everything's just going to go to disaster. Is that possible? Sure. Is it probable? No. So w- what I found is the, having the right renovation people, the right, let's say, general contractors is very important. And there's a couple of rules we have with them of how we pay with them, never pay them all up front. It's a draw system, a small amount up front, a small part in the middle, and then a final draw after everything is done, everything. You never pay a final bill before every, every, everything is done. Um, but besides that, what, how do we know if they're doing a good job and how do they know if they're doing a good job? Well, we set three rules for our general contractors if they were going to handle a rehab project for it. There's only three. You got to be on time, you got to be in budget, and you got to do quality work. That's it, MC. Three things on time, in budget, quality work. And what does that do? Well, first of all, it sets a very clear expectation for both sides where we know we either have to high five them at the end or we just have to shake hands and go our own way. Depending on those three things, it takes a lot of misunderstanding and emotion out because let's say if a general contractor can be on time and in budget, but the work is really terrible, that's not going to work. If they are doing quality work and in budget, but it takes six months longer to do it than what they said in the time project uh, deadline, that's not going to work either. These three things keep both sides accountable. Me and my business partner have nothing to cranky, be cranky about or complain about um, if they're doing all three of those things. In fact, the opposite, we should be complimenting them, rewarding them, 
um, building them up if they're accomplishing these three things because they are living up to the expectations we've set as a team. Um, but those having those clear, if you don't have clear expectations like that, and it, again, it doesn't have to be 57 different expectations. We limited it down to three for one of the biggest, scariest parts of real estate investing for most people, and that's the rehab process. If you can go off of those three and really design them, bring them in up front, it helps take a lot of issues off the table. You're listening to Jim Shales on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. International Coffee Farms is a real estate-based specialty coffee farm ownership opportunity. You can own deeded, half-acre parcels in title, already operating specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama. They are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts with sustainable average income of 12% and with cash flow beginning in 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm goes towards a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates eight specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama, with parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a parcel owner, you can download your free income opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. You're listening to Jim Shales on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. And it all starts with you being extremely clear on your vision and what you want and the ability to be able to communicate that and as clear as clearly as possible to the team members. Exactly. Exactly. Jim, changing gears a little bit, I know real estate is very low, a local industry. What do you see nationally in the real estate industry right now? And you've mentioned real estate cycles earlier. Where do you think uh, the American economy and real estate market is in those cycles? Oh, man. See, I, I honestly don't ever try to predict anything like that. I think that there was, there was definitely a big cold front that came through the U.S., in 2008. We all know about it. We all remember it. However, that wasn't in every market. So when people say the U.S. market went into recession, actually, no, it it didn't. New York City had unbelievable growth. San Francisco, unbelievable growth. My friend in Syracuse who owns hundreds of properties there said, if I didn't turn on the news, um, which is a small uh, upstate New York market, if I didn't turn on the news, I wouldn't even know there was a recession. We always grew at 2 to 3% a year. We continue to grow at 2 to 3% a year. So there were markets that did not have, they were not affected. There were several major markets that were affected, but it wasn't the whole U.S. For me, MC, and I understand why some people do it. For me, though, taking the national real estate numbers is like taking the national weather average. You know, if you throw in the weather in Detroit, the weather in Seattle, the weather in Boston, the weather in Austin, Texas, and put it in a pot and stir it up, you get a number. I don't think that number has any bearing um, for, for, for the most important fundamentals. I think it's very localized and you have to look at your market. From what I've seen, there's some markets that have grown to a point that they are above peak pricing, which means they're above what stuff was going for in, um, in, in, in the, you know, the 06 age when, when things were really topped out. 
Um, so you want to watch for that. There's some markets that are showing growth and are still below, like Jacksonville is still below peak pricing. Um, and there's tons more economy coming in here uh, and population coming in here, which tells me good things. So again, I really think you have to study the individual market. That is so, so important. And nationally, I just, I don't try to um, predict. What I do try to predict is my own personal investment. So if wherever people are, I would say, look at the fundamentals of your market, read up on it. And do you have cash flow that could protect you? If your rents were to drop 15, 20%, do they still perform? And if so, um, if there's a demand for rent, then there's some, some security there where if values dropped 15, 20%, but your, your rents are strong and you're still having a cash flow, then you can go, you can go through that short-term blip. Jim, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new sub subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Oh, that's a great question. Well, for me, you know, real estate is, is, was my one specialized skill that was able to launch me from, from you know, set the separate line of near poverty to abundance. And so it's been very good to me, but it gives you the space to leverage into things you care about more. Uh, I'm, I'm very committed to my family right now. Uh, I have a beautiful wife and four children. Uh, and I believe that you are, you are a poor man if you have to sacrifice your family life to build your career. I don't agree with that. Uh, it's not my philosophy. It's not my mindset. So I actually wrote a book about, uh, about one of the major things that keeps me connected with my family and my children called the Family Board Meeting. Uh, so I've been studying up on family rhythms, alternative education to get our kids the lessons that are so important that unfortunately I think traditional school is outdated and they're not getting. Uh, so those are, those are what I'm studying up on right now. My business partner and I actually do retreats for entrepreneurs and their kids that help not only strengthen their relationship and understand this crazy world of entrepreneurship um, and owning your own business, but also helps open their kids' eyes and awareness to lessons that weren't taught in school that I've had to really call upon to build my business, to build the closest relationships in my life, but I never got the space in school to learn about. So that's really, if, if I'm not doing real estate deals or spending time with my family, I'm, I'm working in that area of, of strengthening families. How is the best way to do it? How do you set strong family rhythms? And what are the lessons that children really need today so that they can be more confident in their future and, you, and we can be more confident in their future. And that's, that is my main focus. I also like to surf a lot. I'm a surfer and I'm in the water almost every day. Love it. And I love this uh, concept of the family board meeting because in my research and just uh, the access that I've had to extremely wealthy families, this is a key component of what they talk to um, with their children, how they talk openly about money, about family goals, about investments. And this is not stuff that children are going to learn in schools. This is going to have to come from the parents and obviously the parents empowering themselves, investing in themselves, uh, growing their mindset and their financial IQ and and passing that on to the children. So I am very, very passionate uh, about uh, building a legacy for children and generations after your children. Can you speak a little bit more just about this concept? Because I'm really, really intrigued uh, about this. Sure. Well, a question that I ask where I'm speaking at different events now, so you say, how many of you are depending on the government um, 
to retire you. And I get people laughing at me and no hands go up. And I say, okay, great. Well, then why do we constantly subcontract out to the government all the needs of one of our greatest assets, one of our greatest wealth, our children and their education? Um, And that means if you're not willing to do that as an entrepreneur, you'd probably never hand your business over to a government agency and nothing against the government. I think there's some great things of government, but you wouldn't hand your business over to them to run. So why do we subcontract all of our kids needs out for the most part to the government? I think that you need to have some level of involvement. I'm not saying you have to pull your kids out of school and unschool them or homeschool them. That's your individual choice. I use a blend of education for my kids. Um, but you have to have some level of involvement. And that level of involvement doesn't mean you have to stand over them with a ruler for six hours a day. It means taking the time and space to have certain conversations like you were just alluding to, MC, that will make a difference in subjects that they will use, that, that will support them in the practical affairs of life, whether they decide to become the butcher, the baker, or the candlestick maker. These are the things they will, they will use. And what I've found, there is a matrix of education. That's not taught, but always used by the most successful people. And that is personal development, relationship skills, and financial intelligence. And if you can start to drip lessons in these three areas to your children at young ages, I'm talking starting at the ages of five and six, eight and 10, by the time they're 18 or 19 and they leave the house, they are going to have such a better understanding of what they need how to operate through tough times, through good times than any of us ever had, uh, or some had because their parents actually stepped in and did this. So that's super important to me uh, to do. And also, and see not only that education component, but I want to see you have a stronger relationship with your kids. What I've learned with going through, through different heartaches in my own life, when it all comes down to it, I do not ever want to live on the surface or be a stranger to my family. Uh, I don't want to run up the entrepreneurial mountain and turn around and see that the people closest to me are gone or even worse, they're around, but I'm a stranger to them. There's no substitute for quality time. Uh, And if some of your people go to qualitytimerevolution.com or to our site, familyboardmeetings.com, they're going to see what our retreats do. They're also going to see what my family board meeting strategy does. And what it is, is just setting specific points of quality time consistently to spend with your children one-on-one. And these, what I call board meetings, uh, family board meetings with each of your children, absolutely will change your relationship. This is what I'm most passionate about. Real estate has been good to me, MC, but this is the legacy that I'm living right now. This is where I've been able to add the most value for my investors. The, The investments make money, but but these things that I've talked about and helped our investors get their children involved and spend more time with their kids. This has created wealth in, in ways that I didn't think I'd ever be contributing. I'm so glad that we do. No, and that's fantastic. I mean, this is really, really inspiring. And it truly ties into my next question because a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, because money is only one form of wealth and I've learned there's many forms of wealth. Uh, And a good friend of mine uh, taught me that 
he said, your legacy is not just what you leave behind, it's what you live as you're here. And I thought that was really powerful that we don't have to wait uh, to like hand off this legacy and then die. We can live it now while we're here. And what I've found, what I try to teach my children is there is no substitute for quality time. Life comes down to a lot of meaningful relationships and connection. And if you truly want that, and everyone does, some people pretend that they don't, but everyone really needs that. And there is no substitute for quality time, not money, not fancy private schools, not apps. If you want to have a deep, meaningful relationship with the people closest, you have to spend quality time with them. Uh, And that's what I try to teach my kids. Um, I'll pull, pull them out of school for a day to have one of our board meetings without thinking twice. I don't care about the perfect attendance award. I care about learning, but I don't care about the perfect attendance award. I like to play hooky once or twice a year with my kids to show that our relationship is more important than school and my work. And we're going to spend the day together. So that's one of the biggest lessons. The second lesson that I've learned is say it. Um, I want my kids to say he didn't leave anything inside. I don't want to be the John Wayne that never said anything was just, was just the strong silent type and just bottled up. My children know exactly how I feel about them. My wife knows exactly how I feel about them. I've gotten really good at getting uncomfortable and being vulnerable and saying things that I want them to hear. Cause you just don't know if today or 50 years from now is the end. I've had some things in my life where I never question that anymore. And I always say it. Uh, and the third thing is the best way I've been able to teach my kids because people say, okay, personal development, financial intelligence, relationship skills. That's incredible. How have you done that? Get your children involved, get yourself involved in active service and contribution. It is a shower for the soul. And I'm not talking about writing a check. Writing a check is great. But like you said, MC, what if people don't have a check to write? Um, That doesn't matter. Active service and contribution and doing that with your children where they're actually in the engagement of the activity of of something of service and contribution will benefit your relationship and their future immensely. Um, We do something called Pizza Friday that my son and I created. We're talking about maybe $30. We go to the pizzeria that's local. We'll buy a few pizzas and then we'll go out to our town square and hand them out to homeless people, me and my son. And the lessons he's learned from that are greater than anything that I believe he's ever learned in the classroom. And it's building character and it's leaving behind what I hope he's going to continue to do when I'm long gone. So with quality time, saying what you're afraid to say, but should be said and service and contribution MC, I believe that can absolutely shake the pillars of any generation in a good way and take us to a higher level. Jim, how can my audience learn more about you and your company and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Wait, for any real estate investors that want to get involved in Jacksonville, learn about more about the market, see why we're the number one market in the U.S. right now, all you have to do is go to www.jacksinvestments.com. You'll learn all about our program, see about the investors we work with, see about setting up a trip to come down and visit. Uh, happy to talk on that. Uh, if you're interested on the personal side, on the family side, about reconnecting with our greatest wealth, uh, you can visit familyboardmeetings.com. Um, that will give you an idea of what our retreats are all about. And if you want a free copy of my book, The Family Board Meeting, you can go to www.qualitytimerevolution.com. You can watch a 10-minute video on how the family board meeting strategy works 
and how you can start reconnecting with your family and getting involved in some of the most important education in a fun and experiential way. So that's familyboardmeetings.com or qualitytimerevolution.com. Fantastic. Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and all this uh, value that you provided for my listeners. It's been a fantastic experience and I look forward to having you on again. Thanks, MC. I appreciate it. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining my guest, Jim Shales, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing, to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinupspropertiescom or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. Coffee is a proven product and a $90 billion industry worldwide. Through international coffee farms, you have a chance to own and operate your own half-acre parcels in a specialty coffee farm in Panama, professionally turnkey managed for you. You can download your coffee farm ownership opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 